What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 166 of your favorite podcast, the Gordai Podcast. I'm your host, Haley, alongside my co-host, Brandon Lung. And today, we're going to talk to you about shit that matters. This was inspired when a Matt Jansen story post yesterday. And I think you guys are going to really enjoy this and get a lot out of this one because I don't want you overthinking. I want you going from point A to point B as fast and efficiently as you possibly can. As always, Gordai Podcast brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Haley at checkout. Please leave us a five-star rating and review and you will be entered to win the $100 Amazon gift card giveaway that we have every single weekend inside at the start of this we introduce this week's winner so have your ears ready for this one it might be you episode 166 it's going down I'll see you inside happy Monday you guys oh we need to pick a uh we need to pick a winner for this Ooh. week's good thing I remembered that winner winner Let me chicken pull dinner this up someone's about to get a hundred dollars Richard. Wow, we're at 704 ratings. Oh, that's big. Wow, we just went over 700. That's big time. That's good stuff. All right, ready? And stop. Oh, this is going. So much knowledge. Shelby Hawkins. I've implemented so many of the things I've learned in these episodes into my daily life and training routine. I listen to it episode nearly every day. Glad to hear educated people shut down with false information surrounding fitness and bodybuilding these days. Truly game-changing. Shelby Hawkins. Make sure to um, shoot a message to Grow or Die podcast Instagram page uh, with your email, and we will get you sent out a $100 Amazon gift card. Uh, I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate... um, I appreciate people tuning in to like get the real raw and true, you know, the other day I posted, um, I posted, um, taking a look at my girls who are seven days out and discussing the start of their peaks. Oh dude, people loved that post. Let's see. has 103 sins has 142 saves. Um, and I think that the reason why is because, you know, I talk about like, I talk about it. Kelly started peak week. She is struggling. Mm-hmm. 120 pro, 120 carb, 30 fat. Yeah, that's what, you know, she she's a natural athlete. So, you know, we try to keep fats in there, help her sex hormone um, uh, regulate, uh, optimization, say on point. Like, dude, that's low food. Mm-hmm. 120, 120, 30, that's the lowest her food's been. And actually, we ended up doing that today, again, because one, she had a new low weight, but two, she looked way better today than she did yesterday. 200 floors list on stairs, like, yeah, that's pretty intense cardio. Mm-hmm. It's about 45 minutes um, of cardio, uh, which honestly, that's like the most my clients ever really do. Did your cardio, what, what, what's your cardio get up to? The most ever was 52 minutes. Seven and a half, eight miles. Eight miles. On the elliptical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and like you started because your prep was so expedited. That was by, that was the most cardio I had someone do last year. Yeah. Um, right now I have Ashley Adams doing um, over... Let's see, it probably takes her, yeah, she's probably around an hour and a half of cardio, um, but because her, that's kind of how we have to break it down to fit in her schedule with being a student, she works, you know, she, she's a mom, um, so, and like, you know, most of the like real gyms don't have childcare, yeah. you know, actually we're bringing childcare to hog. Oh, that's um, cool. Actually. Yeah, so that'll change the game. That's cool but, uh, most like real gyms don't have that commercial. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, it's difficult for her to like get fasted and stuff. And she, so she hasn't done any fasted. I don't believe this entire prep. And mm. like, there's a massive, 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 huge physiological difference between fasted and fed cardio. Um, like, 
if you if you don't know that by now, you haven't been paying attention to anything I post. <laughs> there's yep. a huge difference, and people will say there's non-difference. And well, the research says what well, that that's fine and well. Research and what's happening in the real world are vastly different. And what's happening in the real world is people getting fucking peeled on fasted cardio, much lower rates, um, uh, at, at, like much lower uh, durations. Um, and at much higher overall rates than people who are doing, you know, fed cardio. At the end of the day, yeah. at the end of the night. Yeah. And they yeah. do their, their when gym their efforts, session. You know, their efforts going to be, you know, 30, 40% demise mm-hmm. um, because of what they've done through the day. Um, you know, you also, if you're in a fasted state, you can't utilize, like, Alcar, you can't utilize Yo, Yo HCL the way you can. The raw burn, you can't really mm-hmm. utilize that. Um, yeah, massive difference. Anyone who says there's not truly just understand Try physiology. it and let us know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Uh, but, you know, I, sh- I shared this, and then, you know, obviously Megan, like, Megan, honestly, she had to suffer for, like, eight total days this prep. But on those eight days, it was hard. And, like, her legs, like, she's been doing uh, the same cardio for, well, like, five days of 350 cows elliptical. I think she's been doing that for 14 weeks, 15 weeks. Yeah, that's similar. Like, you know, the cardio never went up, never went. There were cardio breaks um, in there. I think, actually, I think there was one, maybe two cardio breaks in there. Like, she's been doing that for, um, you know, almost four months every week um, outside of where the breaks were. And that gets hard. Um, but you see, it's not like we're doing, you know, hours and hours and hours because the reality is my clients train really fucking hard. Okay. And when you train really fucking hard, when you utilize fasted cardio, when you utilize proper nutrient timing, when you have good refeed periods, you don't miss the mark on it. And you really nail intent, which is what I preach to all my athletes. Like, you don't have to push cardio up that high he, she's actually really still don't. beating her time yeah she just got an up, a full minute faster yeah yeah she's still beating her time this deep in prep mm-hmm. uh because the intent is what matters and like people are so focused on like my heart rate staying in this zone for cardio that is not how physiology functions it is not how physiology functions at all i've debunked that a million times and honestly i'm gonna take credit for i'm the, i've been the leader of intent-based cardio like in this industry i've seen a lot of other people start using it and whatnot but i am absolutely the person who fucking brought that to the forefront and i'm proud of it because the reality is if you're forcing adaptation on your body, then it's going to change, right? And like doing, you know, list cardio, I want to stay in 120, you know, rates, um, beats per minute because that's the fat burning. That, that, that doesn't even exist. Your body, your body just doesn't magically have this fat burning zone. And some, like we are highly trained athletes. Your body understands energy and it understands hormonal balance. Mm-hmm. It does not just be like, oh, oh you know, since... Brandon's going 120 beats per minute on the elliptical. I'm going to burn fat. Exactly. Oh, oh, he's going 150. 150 carbohydrates. Yeah. Utilize glycogen. That, dude, that, that's, uh-huh. that does, God, my God, if people understood. Go back and listen to the Fat Loss Physiology Part 1, Part 2 podcasts. I also have two posts on my Instagram about this, and you'll realize, um, I, I think it'll change your, uh, I think it'll educate you very well on how this shit actually works. His calories in, calories out is a, decent size piece to the puzzle but it's about it's it, it's about um you know being able to regulate and optimize your hormones throughout the entire prep it's about being able to um you know push here and pull there at different parts in prep it's always about having levers um you always want to have levers to 
like I said, push, pull, there's some more tools in the toolbox. You don't ever want to empty that toolbox because once you do, I mean, yeah, all of a sudden you're at 800 calories, you know, utilizing T3 at high dosages, two hours of cardio a day. Like, that's not how you get in shape. That's not how you get in shape at all, you guys. It's a ton of stress. It's so much stress. Uh Oh, that's the other big thing Uh is like, so like Jason Thiebaud's kind of, he's like considered the master macro manipulator. I'm, I'm the master stress manipulator. Yeah. That's my strongest point as a coach is right. I'm really good at mitigating stress. Mm-hmm. And when you mitigate stress throughout an entire prep, like, and it, you mitigate as much as possible. Again, there's times we push that stress really high, like what Kelly's doing right now. I'm pushing her stress really fucking high. As soon as I pull that back, she's going to drop inflammation. And the scale probably won't change much, but she's going to look a lot tighter mm-hmm. once that's down. But right now, we just have a little bit more to go. And she has to outwork everyone else around her. And on top of that, like, she's not a genetically gifted client. She's also a natural client. So, you know, we, like, dude, yeah, there's signs where it's like, fuck, man, I love you. Mm-hmm. I care about you. But we need to, we need to do this. We have to. We, to be, we have to to be competitive. Right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you want to be competitive competitive against someone like Megan exactly and on the national especially stage, when you know people to who's going to be at the show exactly yeah um and I mean Kelly looks fucking awesome yeah, good for her but um it was interesting to me to see like how many athletes were messaging me what's NAK ratio and I was like god your coaches don't like your coaches don't yeah. manipulate sodium and potassium in peak week like what do you mean or talking about like you know it's really cool to see the different types of peaking you know it's it's wild because my transparency, my transparency has made a lot of people dislike me or a lot of people think that I like abuse drugs or everyone on his team takes DMP or XYZ. No, I'm just transparent in like what's real and what's actually happening. But I don't have a single client on my roster. This goes for my guys who are bodybuilders. This goes for my girls who are women's physique. Uh, this goes for my pros, my amateurs, people who aren't genetically gifted, people who are genetically gifted. There's no one on my roster who's utilizing an amount of drugs that's, that would be considered extreme super physiological dosaging, which is where steroid abuse comes from. Like It's not dangerous. It's not dangerous. Mm-hmm. And we have blood work to show it. We have the results to show it. And, mm-hmm. you know, my people don't blow up post-show. You know, my people say mentally well. And we can't say that about everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but the transparency I think people really enjoyed because – I bring quality to the stage. There's not going to be a single person who steps on stage for me, you know, again, whose conditioning does not match the criteria for their division. Not a single person will step, like, I don't, I don't do that. If you're not ready to compete, then you don't compete, right? And that's very rare, and it's unfortunate that it's rare. But people look at that, and they're like, okay, so what is he doing? Well, I'm literally telling you through the podcast and through my posts, what I'm doing with my clients. It's your job to take it. And I actually got a message from someone who coaches under a buddy of mine. It was like, honestly, I wouldn't be able to push that hard talking about Kelly. And I mean, I, I'm not mad at you. That's okay. I'm not holding it against you, Mm -hmm. but I want you. Now she knows, Mm -hmm. she knows what to expect. Hey, you know, when you get into your first contest prep, you know there's a, a line. There's a boundary that you won't cross because you're not capable of crossing that. And that is literally okay. Mm-hmm. And I want people to understand that, hey, dude, like, it's okay to not be all the way in. But if you're going to talk like it, and if you want to talk and act like you actually want to win, like, you want to win a bodybuilding show, you need to be all in. Yep. Like, Matt, I can check in with Matt tomorrow, and he takes all my food but protein away. And all right. Actually, Matt, Matt Jansen turned one of my friends pro. He won the overall North Americans back 2017. Um, Seshaw, turn and pro. 
And Seth was on trace carb and trace fat and like an hour, an hour and a half of recumbent bike cardio every single day. Wow. And it was like maybe three or four weeks. Was he a big guy? He turned yeah. pro. He's fast. He, yeah. Seth's yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth, it's, it's interesting now, um, you know, looking at how Matt's prepping me and, you know, how Seth, um, you know, went through his prep, um, it's, it's, it's interesting to see a lot of parallels and whatnot, but like if I check in with Matt tomorrow and it's all right, trace carb, trace fat, like you had to do that. Yep. You had to do it for your show. Mm-hmm. There was time you were at what? 1200 calories. Oh yeah. For yeah. a month. Yeah. Like, and, and what you were the most peeled guy at both of your shows, yep. um, other than Ross, but, but like we talked about before, Ross was only, only looked leaner because he had more muscle. Mm-hmm. Like you were the most peeled bodybuilder at your shows yeah. and you started fatter than all of them. Mm-hmm. So like. Dude, you have to, sometimes you got to go to the depths. I remember John Meadows was on like 900 calories a day for like six or eight weeks or something like that. I remember seeing him at Easton, um, Lifetime Fitness, mm-hmm. and he all of his meals were egg whites throughout yep. the day. Yep. All of his meals were egg whites and whey you got to do. Yeah, and he did that. And he has, to this day, that was the nuttiest conditioning I've ever seen on any competition stage. Mm-hmm. And like, honestly, and I've told this to Matt before, some point in my career, I want to get that condition. I know it's not going to look my best, right? And I know that I probably won't win that show. Probably it'll, it'll probably be mass. yeah. It would probably be if I ever do reach that pro stage. Like that's kind of when I would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, I want to know what that feels like inside out, just fucking peeled. I mean, yeah. he was like, I swear you could see his heartbeat. Like he was so peeled. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It's like uh, that. What's, what's that guy's name? Cameron has competing in a week. He's Dom. Is his name Dom? Dom, Dom Kuza. Yeah, dude. yeah. He's a homie. He is he's a homie. Peeled. He's yeah. He is tight, dude. He's tight. If they peak him perfectly, which Cam's really good at peaking, if they peak him perfectly, it's gonna be good. I have not seen yeah. glutes like that in a long time. It's good. It's good. I know he's not the biggest guy, but yeah. it doesn't matter. That is impressive. Yeah. I, I felt like uh, Joe Sugarman's glutes last year. Oh, like yeah. Joe Joe mm-hmm. went to the depths to achieve those. They were fucking I remember nasty. you telling me what he had to do with his clothes. and Yeah, it was yeah. wild. It was wild, the, the depths he had to go to. But, you know, when you're in bodybuilding, like a lot of coaches want to make it look like it's all fun and games and glam and stuff. Or, like, like honestly, a lot – what I'm getting frustrated with already is – there's people winning really shit shows that have shit physiques that are going to be shipped off to nationals to just join the slaughterhouse of other people who got nationally qualified at shitty shows. And they're just getting literally slaughtered. Mm -hmm. Like I literally watched some of these girls up there and I just see pigs walking into a slaughterhouse. Like you wasted three G's to be here. You wasted $3,000 because you won your little shit podunk show. Like that's why, I mean, I made that post. So the reason Texas was the final destination over Cali and Florida, thank God it wasn't Cali. Wow, shows how stupid was it was bullet. three years ago. Jesus Christ, was because the bodybuilding scene. It's so fucking good down here, and I mean, Megan looks ridiculous. Kelly looks ridiculous. Abby looks ridiculous. They might all lose next weekend. Mm-hmm. If I have them competing in Ohio, oh my God, they win. They're, I mean, they're, yeah, if, yeah. Uh, like, it's over. I mean, it's between them. Honestly, if I have them compete in any state that's not Texas or Florida, I know that it's done. Mm-hmm. And, like, hey, we have overall champ. And I could do that. I could send the three of them 
to other shows. Like Kelly can go do a show closer to her. There's a show in Pittsburgh that's not going to be near as competitive as the Phil Heath. Yep. She can go to that show and she can win the overall. Yeah, there's there's probably going to be, be some good yeah. talent over Abby's there. Abby's flying down from Ohio. Yeah. She can go do the show in Pittsburgh. She can go do a show in Michigan. Mm-hmm. She can go do a show in Indiana. I know there's one either this week or next week. Yep. No, I'm bringing her to to Texas. Because We're gonna that's learn where how the competition is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Like, I can go do the shit for marketing, and oh my God, we won three overalls in one day and three mm-hmm. say I can do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can easily do It'll that. It'll look good. Yeah, but I want you to come down here. I want to know, can we turn pro? Mm-hmm. I don't know, can we get the first call out on the national stage? And I don't care because at this point, I don't care about like the regional wins. Like Jesus fucking Christ, I expect my clients to win every regional show they're in, mm-hmm. right? Like we we prep for that first call out at the national stage and like to put our hand in the mix, and like not for the fucking clout. And I th- I I think a lot of I, I'm watching a lot of competitors get these hopes up, and they're about to go to junior USA's or junior nationals. And they're going to be pigs in a fucking slaughterhouse being turned into bacon. And they're sucks too. Well, I've seen a lot of people from, you know, from some of these teams that have never competed again. Oh, they give up after that. They they give up. They're like, wow, I just stepped on a big stage and I didn't even come close. They get beat so bad. Mm -hmm. But like, so, so let's take Abby, for example. So this is Abby's first show. She has a ridiculous fucking physique, right? She looks awesome. So, if she stays regional and goes to Michigan or Indiana for those shows, you know, she's going to save five, 600 bucks. Right. And she's going to save stress of flying. Um, her, her boyfriend's coming. Um, and, and, you know, he doesn't have to fly. Like he can drive out there. You know, it's much easier. It's mm-hmm. much easier to get to it's way more convenient. And, and she can go win the overall and then against nobody. And then I think she's better than she is, or she thinks she's better than she is. And we go out to JUSA, and she gets a thirteenth place. Mm-hmm. Why not just Why not just come down here? Abby might win her class. Mm-hmm. Abby might win the overall. Abby might get fifth fucking place because she's competing in Texas, mm-hmm. where the best all. But you'll know where she's at, and we're gonna know after this weekend. You're spending that extra money. You're spending the extra time, and you're putting the extra stress to know exactly where you stand as It'll a bikini. Be so much more accurate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So now our gauge is going to be perfectly on. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, you come down to Texas. Three, some of the good regional shows here, like the one this weekend, mm-hmm. it's just as good as a national show. Yeah. It honestly just it's just as fucking good. And I know the Kuklo in May. Um, you know, that's obviously a show I have my um I have some of my athletes doing that show. That's a regional show. Everyone's trying or to qualify. It's, it's, it's a regional show, but it's gonna have national quality. Mm-hmm. And dude, so it's exciting to be down here. And my advice to you, if you're unsure, come compete in Texas. Come to a big show in Texas. It's not the national stage. You're not going to be a pig in a slaughterhouse. But don't you want it real? Don't you want don't you want reality to hit you in the face? Rather, and you want to save that three thousand dollar trip, four thousand dollar trip out to nationals. Don't you want reality to be set in, rather than having to find out you suck by going and getting a not a no place, a sixteenth. Oh, yeah. um, you know they stop they stop um, placing after sixteen. Go get a 16th fucking place at nationals. So I feel very passionate about this. You need to compete against the best. You need to go to Texas, come to Texas, look at who has the most IBB pros. And I feel like if you're a real competitor at heart, you'd want to get like a close third or fourth than an unrealistic first. Well, it's like just, 
if you're a competitor at heart, like let's look at athletics, right? How do you gauge high school football? Every single state is looking at Texas. You know who the best is. Mm-hmm. So now how do we get to play one of these teams from Texas? Okay, a good Ohio team comes to play as a good Texas team and they lose by 28. All right, so you're good mm-hmm. in your state. But you got smoked. Mm-hmm. That happened to St. Xavier when I was a uh, um, when I was a um, intern there. Mm-hmm. Um, St. X was defending state champs. Played maybe Trinity. I think Trinity out of Texas smoked. Well, it was Trinity. Smoked. Was Trinity a top uh, dog in their division? Six uh, A champs. Six okay. A state champs. So the best of each. They were the best of each. Twenty eight oh. Twenty eight nothing. That's wow. dominant. Uh-huh. That's that's not forty two fourteen. No, that means we shut out. we didn't have. There was a prayer. There's no ball movement yeah, at all. There was nothing. Wow. Um, and, you know, St. X has puts more people into the fucking college and into the league as anybody. But it's the same thing as bodybuilding. If you're an athlete and if you have an athletic background, you want to get in that. You want to compete against the best. Mm-hmm. So, you know, come down and see how good you really are. But I appreciate that you guys really enjoyed that uh, peaking um, um, post that I made. I want to do more. I want to continue kind of sharing that throughout the year. Obviously, there's like some things I can't talk about. Um, like with Megan, you know, she said it was okay to openly discuss some of her PED usage on the podcast. So it was okay to talk about that. I'm not going to tell you what my clients are running. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you what diuretics we're taking if we're utilizing diuretics. Like there's some things that can't be taken. And like, I appreciate if that gets respected rather than like, there's people asking on the post, like, well, what about Kelly and Abby? Like, dude, like, yeah. <laughs> don't worry about yeah. Kelly and Abby. Worry, worry about what I just gave you. Yeah. The information I gave you. I already you. gave you a bunch of information. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, not everyone wants their business And that's, business so, that's out respect there. out of your clients, too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, let's talk about shit that matters. Um, Matt Jansen made a story post about this. It kind of ignited me. I actually had another podcast topic picked for today, but we're going to punt that one to tomorrow. Um. And he was talking to, let me, let me uh, read this off for you because honestly, I can't relate harder. He said, you know how many times he tagged Nick Walker, Sean Clarita, Brett Wilkin, those are his top three guys. And then he said, at insert successful athlete here, has asked me about tracking EAAs, tracking indirect protein sources, changing variables within their plan due to being bored. Zero. None. It doesn't happen. More than anything, I have to be the governor for them asking me to ease off the gas. What they're asking me about is effort within cardio, how often they should be posing, how to better themselves within the gym and get the most effort out of the energy they have. Start asking the right questions and focus on the right things. And everything will change for you. I mean, honestly, that's kind of the podcast right there. Like, that's all we need to say. If I go down my roster, and I, I always use the top 20 because the top 20, you know, that's the top x percent of my roster that on a very competitive roster my top 20 athletes take those top 20 do you think you're in the top 20 no fuck i don't i can't i, I can't confirm or deny no one knows. do you think megan's in the top 20 <clears throat> yeah yeah megan's definitely top 20 <laughs> yeah. but like I'm, I'm being realistic i'm like do I want to be? Are we of talking about potential? If we're talking about potential, no, we're top no, five. No, I'm talking about where we. I sit yeah. right now. Yeah. I don't think I am. Yet. But in six months, yeah. you should be. Mm-hmm. You better. You, you should be in the top potential 10. Potential-wise, I'm yeah. fucking numerous. Yeah, potential-wise, you're... 
I have, you're, you're I have top more five. resources Easy. than anybody in the fucking exactly. universe. <laughs> if I don't, to be good, <laughs> I am not in that top twenty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not meant yeah. or I am ass. But you've, you know, you've only been bodybuilding for ten months, ten months now as well. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I, after another six, you're easily going to be in that top 15, top 10. For so, sure. Uh, to, for the podcast, I am not in the top 20. He just confirmed. I didn't. No, I didn't confirm. But I know that you'll be top 15, <laughs> top 10 in six months. My feelings are not hurt. <laughs> well, no, it's a great roster. <laughs> There's a lot of pros and prospective pros on that roster. I mean, we know who number one is. Number because there's there's one girl trying to get Olympia qualified yeah. and everyone else uh-huh. is focusing on different goals. Uh-huh. Um, so let's talk about let's let's talk about her. Mm-hmm. AJ. So Ashley Jones. So I start coaching Ashley Jones um, eight or nine months ago, and in my starting protocol email to my athletes, I put in there a couple times. Read through everything a few times. I put in there. This is not a mentorship. So you, this is not just Russian roulette with questions. Um, like, teach me this, teach me this. I'm not doing that. This is coaching. You want a mentorship, that's going to be about quadruple the cost, mm-hmm. and I'll have something like that soon. But like, this is, I am coaching you to become a better athlete, right. whether you're lifestyle or contest prep, right? If there's a question within the protocol, that is okay to ask. That's perfectly fine. You know how many questions I've asked Matt in our 15 months together? I actually know the answer to this. Zero. Zero. You cannot you cannot go through Matt and I's messages and find a question mark in there from me. Mm-hmm. He asked me questions mm-hmm. and I respond to them as short and simple as possible. This is what you need to know. And there's nothing about what I want you to know. Hey Matt, you know what I want you to know is yeah, oh man, Megan and I got in a fight last night and my stress is just a little bit high. And I'm not really sure how to handle it today. And you know, the scale was up to No, no. You think I should do more cardio because the scale scale was up? (laughs) No. Matt doesn't care about that. And he shouldn't because it's not like he's not my psychologist. He's my bodybuilding coach, right? He's my physique enhancement coach. Mm -hmm. AJ, if you scroll through our messages, there's not a single question she's asked me at any point since we started. Because in that starting protocol, which I know you kind of remember starting protocol, but I change it rather often. And it's like even more detailed and easier laid out now than it was when you started. Everything is in there. In the check-ins, every single piece of data I need is in that check-in, the check-in form. I talk about pumps in the gym. I talk about how's your day-to-day energy, your blood glucose, your resting heart rate, your training feedback. Give me two or three sentences on how's your sleep quality. Um, You know, obviously the weight, the food, the current cycle, how long we've been on the cycle, when was your last refeed, all of those things. So when you send me over the check-in, it's very rare that there's questions back. But sometimes there's questions of, hey, um, have you noticed an increase in sweating? Um, if, if we're like trying to get a menstrual cycle back or something, do you, do you notice an increase like sweating throughout the day? Maybe your temperatures um, varying throughout the day. You're getting a little warmer, a little hotter. That's one of the feedback variables we use to gauge if a cycle's getting closer, coming back. Or sweating in the gym um, when you're dieting is a direct sign of thyroid um, optimization. So like I might ask a question about that. I'm going to ask a question about how you're holding pumps in the gym. So your pumps are great in the gym. You say they're 8 out of 10. All right, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, but if you take 10 minutes in between a set, after that 10-minute mark, do you still have a pump? Like, things like that. Like, these are questions that sometimes I need to know the answer to. Um, I ask about your digestion. I, you know, I ask about all that stuff. There's nothing that I need outside of that check-in template. And all of, I mean, I can even extend the list top 30, top 40 in my roster. None of them ever do anything other than send that check-in template wait for my response back and sometimes they say yes sir yes coach if you're a friend of mine say got it justin but i really don't prefer my athletes call me justin i just say sounds good um sounds good um whatever it is like that's why i say to matt it's either yes sir sounds good mm-hmm. even if it sounds shitty even yeah. if it's like a terrible <laughs> yeah. you have nothing but terrible yeah. things to say even if this or sucks. if it's like new or cardio or less yeah. food sounds good yeah well just like with you the other day you know you sent your check in you said your sleep was poor so i asked you one question you sent me what i needed to know back i sent you the fix and you said sounds good mm-hmm. and then this past check-in hey how's your sleep better Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Like that's all it is. Yep. That's all we need to know, right? There are people who focus on the why, if, how, what, when of every little tiny detail. And I calling it missing the forest for the tree. And I know I use that expression a lot. And how I always envision it is, you know, that redwood tree forest out mm-hmm. in California. It's like so popular. Yeah. I parallel my coaching to that, to that, um, forest. Mm-hmm. Forest is popular. A lot of people want to go to it. It's something really fucking cool to be part one of, of all the that be- stuff. One of the coolest places in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people want to be part of the roster. A lot of people want part of the success here. I think I'm really good at what I do. Maybe I'm not, and I'm just good at bullshitting, but I think I'm really good at what I do. Mm-hmm. So I envision, like, we drive out to the Redwood Forest. I get out the car, and, you know, you and Megan are back there looking at all these trees. Wow, this is so beautiful. And I have my fucking face in one stump. And I'm like, why is this ant crawling up this stump? <laughs> Does this tree have ants? <laughs> Do you think this tree's ever been struck by lightning? Do you think grass grows at the base of this tree? I can't see it right now because I'm just looking at the tree. How high? How tall is this tree? How, like, dude, none of these things. But can you just take 10 steps back and admire how beautiful the view is? Because mm-hmm. when you understand the view, you understand where you want to walk through, what, what you want to go to, the path that you're on throughout this place. Like, you understand these things. You get a better understanding yeah. from, the, from that perspective. Yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of how protocols are, is you view the protocols. I, I view what Matt sends me every single update, especially right now because every – Every time I send pics, I'm checking like five times a week. Every time I send pics, he sends me back exactly what I need to know. And then you just execute, right? When, you know, all my my girls in peak week right now, I mean, I have them checking in three times a day every day. And they're checking in with their food, with their water, with their electrolytes, um, everything. And good lighting, posing, heels, all that stuff. Like, it is a very intensive process how I peak people. And, like, they're not asking questions. You know, like, I have Abby going to get this huge fucking burger tonight and stuff. She didn't ask why. She just knows. Literally, what she said back was, thanks for being the greatest coach ever. (laughs) Like, that's that's all she said back. What is she going to question? Exactly. And what's that going to do knowing the answer to that? Exactly. So So, that right there, that right there is why this matters. 
do you, what do you really get out of having the answer to questions that don't pertain to the execution of the protocol? This is what Matt said in that story. His top people, and I'm not one of his top people, I'm working to become one of his top people, his top people, and plus myself, not one of his top people, but this is something I do, we're wondering and we're inquiring about what more do you need from me? Can I give more effort anywhere? Do you want me to do you want me to increase my cardio effort? I'm going pretty fucking hard right now. Do I need to go harder so that we don't need to bump? Um, this is what I'm doing for posing. He knows how many times I'm posing a day, how many rounds I'm doing. Um, is that okay? Um, should I closer to the show um, like we're at right now? Do you think it's okay to like pull out an, a new movement pattern? Um, I've seen really good progress, like on the bilateral rows. Uh, we pulled those out for the Smith machine. Like we're really fucking close to the show, right? Um, like I'm finding out how to get. How do I get the most out of my efforts and how, out of the energy that I currently have? How do I give him the most? Mm -hmm. So when I arrive to his table with my next update, I can be the best athlete for him. And if you take a look through the top of my roster, you take a look at the top of Hagley's roster or Vu's roster, but that's what everyone's trying to do. The top part of the roster is when I show up to coach in next update, how do I provide him the most? What What's the most progress I can give him between now and then? And I think that's a very, very, very important because again, dude, this, this shit is just like sports. Hey, quarterback. I need you to go throw four touchdowns today. We're underdogs. We're 10-point underdogs. I need four touchdowns and 70% completion percentage out of you today if, if this team wants to have a chance. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it my best fucking shot. I'm going to do everything I possibly can because I want to win. I'm going to do everything I possibly can to make that happen. Right. All right, I'm going to be thorough in my studies of, of – um, you know, their schemes, their defense, um, their wrinkles that they throw in. I'm going to understand what each guy has tendencies of doing. I'm going to understand the weak points of the defense, all that stuff, right? Bodybuilding is so much simpler than football. All you have to do is get the most out of these protocols. How do I give the most effort to my training session? And that is one independent variable. The second variable, how do I give my most effort? Kelly today, 200 floors uh, cardio on Stairmaster. How do I get those 200 floors done faster today than I did yesterday? Right. It's not in there, but I got to find it. And I'm going to create it inside of there so that I'm able to beat that. Mm -hmm. Right. How do I get as close to zeroing out macros as possible on the day? Justin says he needs 4,000 sodium, 3,000 potassium. I'm hitting 4,000 sodium and 3,000 potassium. Right. Justin needs 7.8 liters of water. I'm hitting 7.8 liters of water. Like there's non-negotiables within the effort that you give forth that turns you into a winner. Another place I see this, I do Q and A's. When we do the Q and A's for, uh, for the podcast or when I do them on Instagram. What are your thoughts on Equipoise? It's a good drug to use. What do you mean? What are my thoughts on it? Mm -hmm. It's a good drug. If it fits the, the problem. Yeah. What are your thoughts on DECA versus MPP? Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. that, those are my thoughts. Yeah. What are your thoughts on an Anivar-only cycle for women? Dude, they, like, there's no context. Mm -hmm. There's no context within the, within the yeah. questions. But the issue is, 
I go through Q&As, and actually for the podcast, I don't get a ton of drug questions or a ton of missing contacts drug questions. The drug questions I get for the Q&A are usually pretty good. But I go through these Q&As for Instagram, and like, y'all are so focused on drugs. When have you ever asked me about training? When have you ever asked me about cardio effort? When have you ever asked me about how to zero out macros when you have 3P, 2 carb, and 2 fat left? Like, how, how have you never asked me about rate of progression? No more important things. Yeah. The, 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 again, we're missing the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. You asked me about indirect protein sources. Do I count those? You asked me about my thoughts on veganism. You asked me about, like, these aren't tangible questions that actually matter in the grand scheme. Hey, you want to be vegan? Cool. You know what that changes? Literally nothing. Make sure you get your essential amino acid needs in for the day. Hit your fucking protocols. Overload your training every single week. And you're going to become a better athlete. Yeah. I mean, I've had good success with vegan athletes over the past, what, four or five years of coaching. Now, their progress is definitely much, much, much slower um, than you know, me eating clients and, you know, it's, but that's to be understood. Like they understand that a lot of them do, but a lot of them try fighting it to like fighting reality. And it's like, you know, if you okay. just like throw a little bit of egg whites in, like, man, yeah. you're ready to progress. It, it's just, right. This, it's extreme anecdote that I've picked mm-hmm. up on. Right. So there's beauty in the redundancy. If you're not eating the same foods every day, literally what the fuck are you even doing? You're not even, don't talk about winning body, but shows. Don't talk about making a physique improvement. Eat the, I mean, 95% of your day should be the exact same foods day over day over day over day. Like, when's the last time we just introduced new food into our diet? We don't. That's not a thing. Our grocery trips are so, yeah. like, routine. Yeah. It's a schedule. It's the same route every time. Every time. The same aisles. It's the same thing. Because we eat the same fucking foods every week. Because every day. that's how you can assess where there's problems or not. Like, Megan was having a bad digestive issue. She realized she's been eating egg whites every day for a long time. She pulls out the egg whites. Digestive issue gone. Boom. If she's changing foods every day... There's no way to nail that. There's no fucking way. To, we have nothing to reverse engineer from. That's why I like fixing problems. Number one, I'm going to reverse engineer your food. And we start going back and you have 60 food items a week. Like, honestly, how do you have more than like 12? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. You can't talk about winning shows. You can't talk about optimal physique improvement if you can't even stick to the similar foods day over day when you're chasing physique goals. Now, you know, you're someone who's just listening to this podcast. You're really not that crazy serious about your physique goals. You're more so here to learn or more so here for mentality stuff. Dude, that's fine. That's fantastic. You know, live your life. Like do your thing, whatever. I don't know. One day I'll probably eat more like a normal human again too. But like right now there's a goal and the goal is winning shows. And so to, to win shows, I understand my digestibility of foods, my understanding of the foods going into my body, my nutrient partitioning all needs to be as that, like that gives me the best chance. Yeah. Right. So like if I'm switching foods every day, I'm probably taking five, 10% away from my winning percentage. Mm-hmm. Like I can't afford that. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, the training I've never, I've never had someone hit me up and say they're bored with training that's training hard. It's not, it's, it's not, you're training hard. You don't, you don't get bored with beating the log book. That doesn't exist. That's not a thing. Like it never gets boring beating your previous best. Like that is so fucking inherently exciting. Actually. So I started prep about 21 weeks out. 
this is about 15 weeks in now. And there's one movement that's changed that, you know, that entire time. We talked about before that, we changed our push and our pull day once. Um, so over the last like 15, 16 months, yeah, like since I started with Matt, there's been like three or four total exercises changed. Right. Um, everything else has stayed steady and you change, you know, schemes or you change the place or you change the, the, pl- uh, the place in, in the exercise order, you change the tempos, you change intensifiers around it, but everything else is a steady movement because that's how you get the best at performing that movement at targeting bias muscles. Yeah. Right? You master that movement. Yeah. And, and the more you practice something, the better you get. If every time you shoot a free throw, you have a different routine for the free throw, then you're probably going to be too distracted to actually make the fucking free throw because you're focused again on the tree rather than the forest. Right? So the cardio, same thing, dude, I want my clients. You're going to get the best results as an athlete. If you're able to use the same exact piece of cardio equipment every single day, when you have that cardio in the same elliptical, Every day. Same Stairmaster every day. Sure. There's going to be days you go in and someone else took your fucking piece of cardio equipment. Whatever. You know what? You do one of two things. You can kind of tell when someone's close to being done with cardio. Based off how tired they yeah. are. <laughs> if they look like they're getting to that point, you can wait. Yeah. You know, if you have time to. Or, you know what? On that one day, you just make sure that the effort and, and the time are equated because every odometer is going to have different, um, uh, you know, especially at gyms that are busy, every odometer is going to have different readings and, and different wear and tear on it. Um, every machine is going to have a slightly different, um, uh, like calorie counting mechanism based on how much it's been used. Like these things aren't infallible, but if we keep consistency within this, like there's some clients at 250 calories on the elliptical takes 35 minutes. Like, there's other clients that 450 calories on the elliptical takes 35 minutes. Yeah, I know the one we have here. A mile takes me 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And then a mile, I can do three miles in 16 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and the one at the gym. So, see, see why that's so fucking important. Yeah. Like, that is so important to keep But the same I did one. my entire cardio at the gym. At the gym, on the yeah. same elliptical and the same Stairmaster. Yeah. So, that eight miles was kind of more like three miles here. Probably about yeah. three miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So see how important that is. Yep. It doesn't change the end outcome in terms of, well, you know, if you would have done it here, X, Y, Z. but it's the consistency and the redundancy over time that you are able to increase the output on, or you're able to, you're just able to have a benchmark of what you need to fucking beat. Right. Same with supplements. So like Matt said, take every successful client, the one that have winning shows, the ones with the crazy progress, none of them are asking me about their fucking EPA, DHA needs. Can I swap X for Y? Bored within protocols because they're too busy focusing on the shit that matters, which is fucking progression. We commonly see in people who overthink protocols, they, they just have trouble going all in and they're kind of tiptoeing around the pool rather than cannonballing it and their progress shows that as well. You know, People who are overthinkers or they oftentimes call themselves type A, like that's not an excuse. I have a lot of type A people. There's a lot of type A IBB pro bodybuilders that cut it off for fucking bodybuilding. And they're like, I hired this coach to do X. Actually, Amber's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my client, Amber, she's a pro bikini girl. She's one of them. She's type A as fuck, right? Not with me, not with her protocols. With her pro, she cuts it off and it is, yes, sir. Right. As it should be. Uh, and that's why she's a pro, 
right? And that's why she's going to make a splash on the pro stage. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's literally how it needs to be. You cut off the thinking, you execute. How fast can you get from point A to point B? The only way you can get there very fast at all is if you don't have to think, you just have the instinct. You just have to act or react. And that's where I want you being. You need to understand your coach's protocol so fucking well. So read what they put. You know, coaches, if you get in with a good coach, they have this really well refined. If there's not something listed, it doesn't matter. If there's not something listed, it's not there for a reason. It's not important. It's not important. If something's not said, it's not a variable right now, right? Point A to point B. How fast can you get there? The only way you get there fast is if you are all in on fucking execution. You know, this is something I noticed as my clients like started, um, like as I started producing um, like wins on stage is I stopped being as thorough with my updates. So I used to like explain everything and it was more so kind of testing myself. Um, Also, I didn't have a ton of clients at the time, you know, I was maybe at 60 or 70 clients at the time, but I would explain everything A through Z. And I realized, you know, now I get back to you with what you need and I'm not going to change that. I'm not going to switch that. I get back to you. This is what you need to focus on. Go point A to point B, right? Mm -hmm. Remember, so if I'm seeing you these massively long updates or, you're, you know, you're coaching you massive long updates, it could over flood, over flood your brain, cause hesitation, and then you don't get from point A to point B fast enough. It causes a delay. And when we have a delay, we have thinking. We have thinking, we have hesitation, and we have hesitation, we have missed opportunity and missed progression. Point A, point B, how fast you can get there. I'm going to tell you exactly, this is what you need. If I did not list it, it's not something you need. And that's how, you know, mo- like I said, most good coaches like that. I know I've seen Vu's response. I've seen Chris Aceto's response. I've seen how Shane responds. Obviously, I know how Matt responds. Um, I worked with Shelby Starnes. I know how he responds. That's ex- that's kind of the line I'm, I'm, I'm in is this is what you need to focus on. If I didn't mention it, it's not a thing, right? And now you take that. You go point A to point B as fast as you possibly can. I want you playing fast. I don't want you sitting there spinning your wheels thinking about things that don't matter. I want you playing fast. You go in. You beat the logbook. Boom. Intent. Load reps, whatever it might be, we beat the logbook. So understand what's on paper. Put it to work. Do it every single day, time over time over time. That's all that's needed to win bodybuilding shows, to make the best progression of your life. Understand what the end goal is. Understand the vision. Understand the path to get there. And you just go point A to point B as fast as you can. Episode 166. I'll see you guys next time.